Hey, this is Carleone. And this is Logan. And you're listening to The Manifest. And this is our newest episode. I was born by the river. I was shit. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you, know, you know that song, you know that, that vine, right? Or whatever it is. That video. No. Oh, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, good. I just didn't have my other headphone on. That's what it was. Hey, congratulations. You're an idiot. No, no, not that. <laughs> not that. You played yourself. That's congratulations. All. You played yourself. <laughs> Did I hit record on there? On where? On the camera? Um, I don't know. <sighs> There's no way of knowing. Let me double check. All right. Guys, hold on. I'll be right here. Of course you will be. Hark the herald, hark the herald, hark the herald angels sing. Oh, what we gonna do a Christmas song for us? Huh? What we gonna do a Christmas song? What you wanna do? Let's do this Christmas the Chris Brown version. What are you talking about? Like me and you? Yeah, me and you. Uh, let's do it. And this Christmas. The and be. and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. Yeah, that's fine. Shake a hand, shake a hand. I mean, we might as well go on American Idol right oh, yeah. there, yeah, you know? Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get into it, bro. Okay. We blessed y'all with a beautiful duet, mm-hmm. and now we're going to bless you with part two of God Can by Nelson Rivera. Mm-hmm. That was so official sounding. It was. I got to get this uh, mm. popcorn kernels in my teeth. Played yourself. He's like, you got, you got, something, got something to snack on? I was like, I can make some popcorn. Got a little something in your teeth. In your teeth. Teeth. Oh, um, this should be known, by the way, this episode that you are listening to right now is our Christmas episode. Yes. This will be coming out on Christmas Eve, right? It Let's should see. be. Uh, No, that's Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Crema Day. Merry Crema. This will come out, and then the same time you're listening to this, hopefully you're also hearing, or also watching, uh, part one from um, our, what do you call it? Yeah. From this series. Hopefully you're watching it. Oh, yeah. The Hopefully video. the YouTube channel is up and thriving. Yeah. We will see. We want to monetize that so we can make some money. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, let's get into yeah. it, man. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, this is part two of uh, God Can. Did you want to just get right into it? Or did you want to sort of talk about um, part one is, a little let's bit? Let's just get into it. Okay. Let's, let's get into it. Let's just get into it, yeah. Oh, let me put on my headphones. Can yeah. you hear it? I can hear it, yeah. Sounds okay. good. I'll put on my headphones. Part of pastors. Yeah. Pastors, right? I'm, I'm wrong. But this is the heart of pastors. There's nothing worse than a hyphen. Pastor, you know what? Man, I love the church. I love God. Well, I'm still going to pray, but I'm missing mid- midweek because I got to get double shifts. I got to pay for my school. And Sunday morning, you know, I'll come once a month. I'll do what I can. I'll try to send my tithes. Uh, times are tough, Pastor, but pray for me. And you want me to pray? I can't pray for what you've already cursed. Whoa. Oh, hold on. That's fire. This is the part I remember the most. Mm-hmm. He's saying, so basically, if we, if you guys remember, he's talking about someone who came to him. Um, and he's at, and he's a pastor at his church, and he's someone's coming to him and asking him, 
to, you know, pray for them and their situation. And he's looking at how the situation is going. And he says, I can't pray for what you've already cursed. Mm-hmm. So it, I think the specific situation was uh, this person was um, was basically not doing what they needed to do to um, be, be to be in the right position to to get blessed. Yeah. And so they weren't, you know, doing exactly what was asked of them to to get in the right position. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically saying, you know, you're coming to your pastor. Hey, uh, pray for me, you know. And he's saying that I can't pray for what you've already cursed, you know. Yeah. I can't pray for the things that you have uh, sown bad seed after. And so when you're not, when you're not doing exactly what God is asking you to do, what your pastor is asking you to do, you know, you asking him to pray for you is like, okay, wh- what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. This, this is this is a situation that you're not making, you're not doing the best that you can. And so that also happens with God when you're asking God for something and he's saying that you're not even making an effort to meet him halfway or to meet him, you know, where he can get to you or where you can get to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like God's looking like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is he supposed to do with this type of situation? So yeah. that was, that was very profound. You yeah. Know? I like that. And the fact that it's coming from a pastor, someone who has seen situations happen like this all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it it just lets me know that this happens more often, you know, than it should, you know, amongst church members and things like that. So, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. yeah it's, it really is like, yeah, it's go to your pastor and, and also do what he's asking you to do. Yeah. Don't, don't go to your pastor and then be like, oh yeah, I went to my pastor, but did you do what your pastor said? Right. And then get mad when he rebukes you or, you know, tells you certain things when you haven't done what he's asked. Mm. You know, mm. same thing with God. Don't play yourself. Yeah. Hey, congratulations. Play yourself. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to love God with all my heart, all my mind, and my soul, and I'm going to love my brother as myself. And I love you. You got to be in church. You don't need that job if it's taken away from God. Mm. You don't need. I think that's what the situation was the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to show you, had a young woman in my church, oh man, and she had more faith than I had. Her pastor, pray for me, brother. Single, her husband's going through real estate, school. She's a sous chef, Tory Lodge Pines, does well. Praise God, that's why I'm gained 20 pounds in the last two years of pastoring. And 20 pounds in the last she says, week. Be like Pastor, they're the making me work war. on Sundays. <laughs> I said, well, let's, let's pray. She said, no, Pastor, I already put in my two weeks. See, now this is crazy. Yep. Not crazy, but like kind of wild. <laughs> now, I don't tell anybody, go quit your job. You know, I've learned a long time ago. You, you do what you got to do. But I say, you, you, what I tell them is you keep working. You got to pay your then now. You know, you do what you got to do. But you keep keeping your eyes open and keep putting applications in. And God's going to honor yeah. your faithfulness. He knows the desires of your heart. And so she showed up and she said, oh, Wednesday night. She, this Wednesday. She goes, Pastor, I got a testimony. I said, oh, God, she, got, she, she quit. And she's, gonna, she's just going to do her victory dance in advance, you know, because she's very unemotional. She's kind of, you don't know. You know, she says, I got a testimony today. I'm like, 
Oh, Lord, have mercy. This is going to get ugly. It's going to be a bloodbath. And she shows up. She gets the mic. And she said, saints, I put in my two weeks because my boss would not allow me to come to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. I'm happy to report my boss gave me Sundays when I came to his office. And he gave me the biggest raise I've ever gotten. Don't tell me my God can't do it. So I don't know if y'all picked up on that. But basically, he's saying someone at his church went from uh, having, you know, issues at their job uh, with their boss because they wouldn't allow them to take certain days off or whatever it was. So so that way they could be at church. And that this is the opposite situation, the one he was speaking about before. This person took the steps to meet God where uh, they needed to meet God. Yeah. And then God took care of it. Yep. This is the exact opposite of the situation he was talking about before. He said that this this lady, she went so far as to put in her two weeks even before, you know, she had talked to her pastor. Yeah. Because she knew that's what she, she knew that's what she needed to do for herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To put herself, put herself in a position, uh, you know, to, to, to receive something from God. And so I think that is, that's very powerful. Now, you asking me? You know, it, it that you know, it's not feasible to me. But then again, I've never been in a situation, so you know, I, I can't tell you if I would do that or not. Yeah. Um. But I'm. I would hope that I would have the courage to do that because that takes a lot of courage to just trust and believe in God. I'm. I'm quitting this job and God's gonna work it out. Yeah. And then look at what happened. She got a raise and she got the days off that she needed. Yep. So and, and go that's ahead. that's how God works. I mean. I'm kind of going through something similar right now ish and it's tough. I mean, it's, it's really, really tough to just be like, man, I got to just trust and have faith in God, you know? And, um, you know, I, I know that he'll make a way and I know that everything will go exactly according to his will. Um, but man, I promise you taking that step like that lady took, it's not easy at all at all because you know that's i mean it's easy in the sense of you know i'm doing it for god i'll I'll do anything for god but it's hard because it's like man that's your money you know what i mean like that's your income that's that's uh an insane opportunity like i've even heard of people um i've heard stories of people where you know they'll get insane job offers from people but you know they won't let them it's you know they can't go to church on midweek services or they can't go to church on Sundays or or something like that and um you know they'll just turn it down and so then yeah. they go the company goes above and beyond and it's like you know what we'll give you these days and then you're getting a raise and it's like oh my goodness like it's it's crazy it really really is crazy what or, God or will keep do for that, you or keep that job and sacrifice the church sacrifice your ministry and things that that you've been asked to do mm-hmm. and suffer in the long run you may get that money now, but you could have missed out on something big in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. So. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, All right. Let's, let's get, get back into, into this. You try God and he will make a way. 
Stop trying to analyze. You've got to step out of understanding into revelation. Ah, this is your house, God. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to give. I'm going to serve. Sit down, sit down. I'm just going to talk to you now. I'm done here. Somebody can come. Or I'll keep preaching, brother. You're looking. I've got a lot of notes, but I'm not even going to go into it. He has all power. I was um, omniscient, all-powerful, omnipotent, and I'm not present. Okay, that's my my notes. Now, this is me just, just flowing in the Holy Ghost. You're looking... I had a 34-year-old man, 32 years of age, the youngest pastor in our district, a man that didn't come from a pedigree, that didn't come from a last name, was born on my dad's 17th birthday. Mama was 15 years old. destined for failure destined to just be a nobody destined for nothing but yet God saw a man and he said I'm going to use you know why because I just kind of believe God loves the underdogs God loves to use those that everybody else criticized and everybody else qualifies stand up brother Julio ah, his, he's too tall he's too short his hair's ah, we qualify others but God says I'm going to bless those that curse them yeah. when people curse them I'm going to bless them I'm going to So you may not feel qualified here today, but I'm so thankful that God didn't qualify me the way others qualified me. Amen. Because now, man, Brother Gore, he's going to be at my church on Sunday. We're blessed. I'm talking about just a handful voting us in. I'm talking about quadruple blessing. I'm talking about people showing up and saying, Pastor, we're going to give you our half million dollar home. To the church, all right? You're all thinking, Nelson, Brother Rivera, on an Escalade next week. (laughs) Nothing wrong with the Escalade. God was positioning me for the harvest. He was protecting me. There was times I could have been in prison and I won't get in my testimony, but I was the worst of the worst. My father brought me in at the age of 18 and said, everything I'm trying to build as a Spanish pastor, you're tearing down. What's wrong with you? I'm trying everything I can. I don't want to lose you. And I could have gone another way. I could have already been divorced three times trying to find acceptance, trying to find the money. But can I tell you, when I went all in and I said, I don't care if I have the money I don't care if I have the perfect wife I don't God I just want to be a man that's going to love you with all my heart if I'm just an usher I'll open the door today in this service there are men and women that God has been And God is ready. 
to get you to give you the strength to lift up the banner. There's some in here that have been going through hell and back. Some situations I know, some situations I don't know. But I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost today, the ministry, the baby is still alive. It's still real. You may have made a mistake. You may have been a fool. You may have tried to throw it all away. But God's grace and God's mercy is going to lift you up and say, it's all right. And you know, when, when the prodigal comes home, we celebrate. We know, oh, go, Brother Julio, we know what you did. Go there, brother. I'm not going to talk to him. I'm not going to pray to him. I would to God, we'd have the biggest revival, the million soul revival, if we had unity and love for one another. When you see that brother lost at the club months ago, come through the door. You don't say, ah, you don't say, ah, go out the side. But you grab him and say, come on, you're still a child of the king. You still got a promise. God's still going to use you. Mm -hmm. Stop right there real quick. Yeah. Um, I think that is so important. You know, someone taking their, you know, their first, taking that first step to decide to come to church is important. But then the step after that is the most important one is to actually come to church after, you know, being gone or, or uh, leaving church or however, whatever the situation was. Um, and then to have somebody make you feel uncomfortable or judged or ashamed yeah, of where you've come from and not, not even know what it took for you to even make that, that stance and to fight for your life to the point where you need to decide to come to church. Yeah. It's mind-blowing that someone would 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 do that mm-hmm. would do that and to and to put you in a position where you don't feel comfortable or you feel ashamed or you don't feel confident about the decision that you made to come to church yeah it is and I think it's important that if you're in that position and you've had somebody tell you that don't let that um don't let that don't let that one person ruin it for you. You know, I know it's difficult cause I've been that person before, but, um, don't let that person ruin it for you because the fact of the matter is not all Christians are like that. Uh, not, not everyone is like that. And, um, you know, it, it really is mind boggling that somebody can, and I, I mean, I'm going to speak boldly here, but Frankly, I don't believe you can call yourself a Christian and not be nice and love others. That's just not that's not how it works. That's not how that's not how things um are supposed to go. That's not biblical. Um I think uh if you are somebody in church, you're a saint in church, you've been in church for a long time, um anybody who's new to church, um you need to be reaching out to them. And uh, you need to be making them feel welcome. You need to be making them feel at home. And, um, you know, make them feel a part of your family, part of your church family. Because you never know, I mean, how much your words cost and how much your words hurt and how much, you know, it could cost 
them their soul, cost them their salvation. I mean, honestly, it's kind of uh, kind of crazy how much, you know, you can kind of determine that. That's why you have to be careful about what you say and what you do and how you treat people and how you treat people and everything. You know, it's it really, really is important. Um, but um, I mean, honestly, if you're in church, treat people right. Just treat people right. Treat people as if you, the way that you would want to be treated. That's biblical too. Definitely. And like you said, if you're someone who came made that courageous decision to come to church or come back to church, um, yeah, don't let that deter you. Um, because at the end of the day, what matters the most is you and your relationship with God. And I might get in trouble for this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you go to church or you come back to church and you do not feel welcome or loved, find another one. And, and don't give up because yeah. that, that first church that you went to, uh, you know, wasn't accepting and wasn't welcoming. Yeah. There's other churches out there. There are. And, and, and don't, don't make that an excuse because I know sometimes people do that. Oh, yeah. The, the, the first thing that goes wrong, they're looking for an excuse to... You know, oh, look, see, that's exactly what I meant. This is exactly what happened last time. Nah, change, yeah. up, change up your situation. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm not advocating for people to, to be church hopping and trying to find the perfect situation. But what I am advocating for is you trying to find a place where you feel loved. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you feel welcome. Loved by the people. And um, God is going to love you no matter, you know, where you are and what situation you're in. But, um. You know, go someplace where you feel at home, where you feel his presence. Um, that's like uh, the message that um, was preached today. Uh, Pastor was talking about um, the city of Bethel. And Bethel translated literally means um, the house of God, God's house. Um, and, uh, you know, just coming home. So you find a place that... Um, that you can call home, that is the house of God, um, where you can go and you can dwell in his presence and um, really, uh, you know, feel him. And um, I think uh, an important part of that is uh, the community and uh, the church people because, um, you know, we, God has called us to be these people and to and to love everyone and um, I feel like we as a church, it's our responsibility to to love the people that are there and to love the people that are coming in um, to make it feel like a home, you know, because uh, God's love will always, um, God's love will always be there, uh, but we have to make sure that our love is there too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Everyone stand, everyone stand, everyone stand. Oh, this is almost in here. God can do it. 
Oh, I feel this so strong right now in the Holy Ghost. There are some of you that have made mistakes. You've allowed promiscuous activity and things in your life. You've walked away from. You've given your virtue and you feel like God can you, can't use you. I've come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, that's a lie from the pit of hell. God is going to use you. God's going to bring you out. Guess what? To help those that come through the door and said, if you can make it, I can make it. If you can be used of God, I can be used of God. Right. Right. I want you to lift your hands all across the building right now. Oh, I feel it so strong with the house here today. God can do it. If he can take a boy... A 12-year-old boy as myself, we used to rent the church next door where I pastor now. And I would shake the vending machine. I would steal the candy bars from old Bishop Galoni. God knew that the same boy that would be running, no desire for God. Oh, I've been in his presence. I've been in the all-night prayer meetings. But God knew, Brother Julio, that he was shielding me, protecting me. The fact that you're still here is a testament that God's not through with you. He would have allowed you to leave a long time ago. But something inside of you says, I'm still here and the mercies are evermore. I want all the preachers, the leaders to come to the front here and I want you to face the congregation. Preachers, ministers, I want you to face the congregation. Go ahead. If you're a ladies hyphen leader in your church, you're a leader. Come on up. Don't be afraid. I want you to face this congregation here. I think that's all of it, huh? Yeah, that's just about it. I think the rest was just altar call. Um, what a powerful word from um our, the leader in our district. Well, not just our district, but our youth no. president. Yeah. Um, I think that's something interesting. You said sort of at the end there is like an important thing to remember is that you're still here. Yeah. You know. If it was that de- if you were destined to be doomed and destined to not serve and not be in ministry, then you wouldn't be here, you know. And yeah. so he's saying the fact that you're still here is an indicator that God can still use you. And then another interesting thing he said about. I mean, I don't want to get I don't want to get too deep and step on people's toes because I'm not a minister. I'm not anyone's pastor, but. From my own personal experience, when he says things like uh, specific sins that can make you ashamed or feel guilty, like promiscuous acts or whatever it is, um, you begin to feel like you can't be used because you engage in those things. Mm -hmm. And he made a point to say that, no, you still can't be used. Uh, There are so many instances in the Bible where something like that happened and God was still able to use them because I think 
and this is something that we've said multiple times on the podcast, it's like, you getting over that hump or over that situation that you were through is another, another part of your testimony. And so when you have someone speak into your life and tell you that they went through the exact same thing, they wouldn't be able to do that if they didn't get over that and, and be able to be used by God and, and use that as a part of the testimony. They wouldn't be able to do that if they hadn't gone through what they went through and yeah. then got through it. Very true. So it's like when, when, God, when he's saying that you still can't be used, even though you've gone through these things and you've done these things, those things can be used as a, as a, des- as a testimony mm-hmm. to help someone else. Yeah. And not just a testimony to help someone who's been through the exact same thing, but it also can be a, a preemptive type of testimony. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. Something to help people be, wear, wear, be wary of and to show, I, just like you said earlier, I paid a price to get here. Yeah. And this is something that um, Dallas um, has, that we've talked about with Dallas is like, no one really talks about the journey, like how we got from here to here and the price that we paid. Yeah. And the price that, the price that was exacted, you know, from our lives to get from A to B. Yeah, it's very true. And so that, that price that you pay can be a very, very powerful testimony to people who have gone through the same thing or who could possibly go through the same thing. You could help so many lives and so many people from experiencing the same heartache as you and the same pain as you if you're able to share that with them. Yeah. And you're able to speak about that and preach about that. And so I encourage anyone who has who is in a moment where they feel like they can't be used by God or they can't continue in ministry because of something they did or they said or something that happened to them, something that makes them feel ashamed or guilty. Just know that God has a plan and a purpose for you and for that specific thing. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. you got to be, you got to be willing and able to be helped by God so that you can help others. Mm-hmm. And so he, he's doing his part. Then you got to do your part. And when you do that, more and more people's lives are touched and are changed. Um, and so never think that just because something happened and it's tough right now and that there are things that you have to go through right now that God doesn't have a plan for you because he does. Yeah. He definitely has a plan for you. It's very easy to get caught in that trap and say, oh, I messed up. I can't do anything for God. I can't do it for kingdom. Because I promise you, all the people that you think are perfect, standing up there on the platform, being preachers and leaders and pastors and, and youth ministers and uh, worship leaders, they made the exact same mistakes. Not the exact same, but they made, the mis- they made mistakes that cost them. Yeah. Now, we need to get to the point where we talk about that cost. Yeah. So people are able to sort of learn from that. Yeah. We got to talk about the price that we paid. You know, the, the price that you paid to become youth leader, mm-hmm. price that you became, price that you paid to become high, uh, youth pastor or, or a youth president or, uh, you know, superintendent. The price that, that was paid for these things need to be talked about more for sure. So people can learn from that, you know? Yeah. Um, that's just, that's my two cents on it. Um, definitely something's been weighing on my mind as far as um, youth ministry goes. Because you can tell a lot of stories from the Bible, you can read scripture, but people's personal testimonies and the prices that they paid 
are the things I think that stick with people. Yeah. More. Because they can get it. Because it came from you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I think something that, you know, even I'm kind of learning right now is, um, um, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, to, that even if you're in a tough spot right now or if you're going through something, don't be afraid to still minister to those around you. Um, I think, uh, you know, that's something that I just learned recently. Um, in uh, Philippians one thirteen through 19, um, it talks about uh, when Paul was sitting in a jail cell and uh, he was there and, I mean, he could have very well just given up. I mean, he's at the lowest of lows. He's in this jail cell. I mean, he's been put in this prison, really, I mean, by God for a reason. And um, instead of moping and complaining and, you know, God, why did you put me here? God, why did you do this? He went to work even when he was in prison. He was ministering to those around him. He turned people's lives around. He made people Christians, converted them. He even got people, he he reinvigorated the already believers. So I think something that we all have to remember as Christians is just because we're down doesn't mean we don't have the anointing that we earned in our last storm. Just because we're down doesn't mean that we've lost everything that we gained before. I think uh, even when we're down, we can still be used and we can still um, do powerful things. Uh, It's just up to you, honestly. Do you have, you know, do you have the determination to do it? You know, are you determined? Do you feel like, yes, I can do this no matter what the storm is, whether I'm, you know, at the highest of highs or whether I'm at the lowest of lows? I think, you know, God will put you in a certain position, put you down in the lowest of lows to minister to those that are down there too. And, um, you know, that's, I think... uh you should not look at your situation or what you're going through as um, a, uh, you should not look at it as a hindrance. You should look at it as a blessing because um, even though it may be hurting you, it could be blessing somebody else. Definitely. I, I'm just now remembering an interesting story. This was at uh, a family camp, man, I want to say 10 years ago, maybe. Um, maybe, maybe a little less than that. Um, I was super young mm-hmm. and this was at a, a, tr- a big church in the Midwest in St. Louis called, um, the sanctuary, big, big church. Uh, pastor Scott Graham was the, uh, the pastor at the time. And this is one of our big family camps. And so, I mean, everyone, anyone's listening knows, you know, family camp was just big old, huge gathering, gathering where, People from the district um, normally uh, come and gather together, and it's kind of like an amalgamation of, you know, youth convention and older people. Like, everyone's together. It's a family thing. You normally go with your family and your youth group and your church and all that. Mm-hmm. And so one of the nights um, was, I think it was last night, there was an altar call, and I was kind of, the way this church is set up, that, you know, you have the altar space, then chairs, and then their overflow was their gym. So they had their gym in the back of the building. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so they can o- you could open up the back area and uh, put chairs back there. Mm-hmm. And so every year, because it was so packed, we had to do that. I'm in that back area. And altar call starts. People are praying. I'm praying. Um, great move of God. The whole bit. And I see this young man at a far distance. Um, he's standing on the right-hand side. And I'm on the right-hand side as well. And I see him praying. He's up at, literally in the front of the church at the altar space praying. And I thought I recognized him. And God gave me a word for him. And so here I am. I'm like, I'm, de- I'm determined to get this word from God to this young man that I knew. Mm-hmm. So I started making my way. And I was, re- like I said, really, I probably was a teenager. I was probably like maybe 15 or 16, something like that, maybe a little bit younger. So I make my way through the crowds, and I get up to the point where he's at. And I lay my hand on him, and he turns around. And it's not who I thought it was. Mm. And I'm thinking, but God, you gave me a word for, for him. For this, because I thought it was someone that I knew. Yeah. And so I almost just sort of stepped back and was going to go find the person who I thought it was. And then I was like, you know what? This is the person that I saw. Mm-hmm. And this is the word that came to me for the person that I saw. Not the person that I knew, but the person that I saw. Mm. And so mm. I gave him that word anyway. Yeah. Didn't, wow. didn't say a name. Didn't say the name that I thought it was going to be for. Yeah. But I gave him that word anyway. And I prayed for him. And I almost was embarrassed because I had, I had walked all that way to talk to a complete stranger. When I, in my mind, I had a word, a specific word for someone that I yeah. knew. Someone that I recognized, someone I was familiar with. Yeah. And I got to that point where it was them. Turns out it wasn't them. So I gave that word, prayed for him. Like I said, I felt a little bit embarrassed because I had went all that way and then I didn't even, in my mind, I didn't accomplish what I was supposed to accomplish. Mm-hmm. The young man turns around and he starts thanking me. And he's like, I really needed that. And he didn't tell me what all he was going through, didn't tell me his situation, didn't tell me how exactly it applied to him. But I walked away from that situation knowing that this is the person I was supposed to give that word to. Yeah. If I had found the person who I originally thought the word was for, it probably wasn't for them. Yeah. But it was for this person that I saw and that I got the word for through seeing him. Yeah. And I saw him from the back, obviously. And so wow. that, that was a moment that taught me, like, don't be afraid to give a word because <laughs> yeah. God gave you that word for a reason. And he gave you a word of encouragement or or a word of direction for someone. And if you stutter or you not stutter in the literal sense, but if you back away from that or you're cautious or you're, you don't want to do it, you could miss out on blessing someone and blessing yourself because I could have, I had in my mind to just turn around. I I was like, Oh, sorry, wrong person. That type of thing. and walked away. Yeah. I could have done that, but then he never would have received that word. Yeah. Never spoke to him again. Never heard from him again, but I know that I did what I exactly what I was supposed to do. Yeah, you yeah. know, and that is a moment. <laughs> and it was crazy. I hadn't thought about that that specific instance for years, and then just thinking about it now, that just came to me. And so, 
if you have a word, don't be afraid to give that word. Yeah. And on the other hand, you know, if someone has a word for you, don't be afraid to accept that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yep. Because someone got out of their comfort zone and did what God asked them to do. You, you need to appreciate that, accept that moment, and take it for what it is. Absolutely. You know, because it's, it's difficult to sit there and to pray and not hear an audible voice for some people. And they feel like they need to hear something from someone. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they feel like nothing happened, nothing changed for them or nothing was real, whatever it is. And so maybe you're speaking to one of those people yeah. and they needed that audible word. You True. know, you, you never know who you're speaking to or what you're speaking about. Um, but when God gives you a word, you definitely got to give that word. Absolutely. Definitely. No matter Absolutely. the situation, no matter the circumstances, you got to give that word. Hey, follow God, follow the will of God. He's, he's always right on time and he always knows uh, exactly what he's doing in accordance with his will and with his plan. So just trust him. Definitely. Know, trust him. Yeah. Man, that was good. Yeah, man. That I just that's so crazy that it just came to me about that situation. Wow. Yeah. Um that was God Can by Nelson Rivera. Yeah. Great word. Um I wanna share, you know, my feelings on, you know, this type of thing where we're able to sort of break down Mm. A message that impact, uh, impacted us. Yeah. I think that people want to hear, you know, the same thoughts that they're having, you know, from someone else for confirmation. Yeah. Absolutely. So when they hear a word and they're like, this is what I was thinking. And then someone else says it. They're like, okay, well, I'm not alone. Yeah. That type of thing. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we're doing with this breakdown. We're able to sort of like, you know, digest this more for people. Maybe some things you didn't catch. Maybe some things that you did catch but didn't catch it, you know, the way that we caught it. Yeah. And um, some revelations could could be found and things like that. And if there's something that you got from this message that you didn't hear from us, we'd love for you to DM us and tell us something, you know, that you got from this that we, we may not have heard. Because every time I was just telling Logan a few months ago, every time I hear this stuff, I feel like I'm hearing something that I didn't catch before. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's been a blessing to be able to to be able to put this stuff up on the podcast for people to listen to at a later date as many times as they want they don't have to pay for anything. They don't have to jump through any hoops. They can listen to it and uh get something from it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we're we're extremely blessed and fortunate to be able to do this for y'all. We're gonna do it again for HYC. Um and it'll come out as soon as it can. Yeah. So ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. This has been Carl. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, what? Before we do that. Yeah. Something else we need to promote is Mary Krima. HYC. Yeah, Mary Krima. But HYC, when this episode comes out, HYC is going to be next week. So um, keep an eye out on registration. Um, I believe for the full conference, it's 75, right? Yes. Um, full conference at seventy five. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many, how much it is for um, service by service. I know it's um, it's normally more than what you. <laughs> yeah. Like two services is more than the whole thing. Yeah. So it's like I think it's like twenty five a service, something like that, right? Yeah. Something like that, twenty or twenty five a service. So honestly, if you're even going to go to like two services or even three, it's worth, worth it, it to it just to, pay yeah. for the whole thing just in case you can make it to one of the other ones. So definitely. Um, anyways, it's January 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, starts on Wednesday night. 
uh, Thursday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. Um, so literally the next Wednesday from when you're hearing this. Yep. So hey, uh, hit your boys yeah. up. Yeah. We'll go, we're going to be at the registration booth kicking we'll it with y'all. Come say what's up to us. Yeah. Um, it's going to be dope. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool, cool. Um, we're going to have uh, Matt Tuttle. And uh, Matt Tuttle is preaching our nights. Uh, Anthony Bailey is preaching the mornings. Yes. So uh, it's going to be... It's gonna be great. I'm I'm excited. I'm hyped. Matt Tuttle is gonna. We are gonna tear the walls off of that convention center. I already know it. It's gonna be great. I'm so excited. Yes, sir. But uh, anyways, so that's just your reminder for that. Yeah, I think yep. that's it. Yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. How's it go? How's that? How's that line from uh from uh, Home Alone go? I don't remember. The filthy animal part? Oh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. You heard him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Carl. And this is Logan. And we're the Manifest, and we're out. Happy crisis. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider rating and sharing with friends.